This episode is sponsored by our friends at Fujifilm North America. Their X-Series digital cameras and lenses may just give you that creative edge you're looking for in your portraits and events. You'll find everything from 40 megapixel image quality to 40 frames per second bursts, plus unique in-camera film simulation modes and effortless usability. Click the link in the episode description to find the full range. There has never been a better time to invest in your passion, so make sure to click the link. Hey there, it's Nikki Klosser, and I want to let you know about an awesome free giveaway for people on our email list. If you haven't already, click the link in our podcast description or go to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up to get on the list. If you sign up, you'll get a free posing 101 PDF to jumpstart things. It's an epic PDF, so you'll definitely want to get this. Also, just by being in our email community, you'll get deals, sales, and information about any of our upcoming events and activities. So head over to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up and sign up today. This is the Portrait System Podcast, a show that helps portrait photographers and people hoping to become one navigate the world of photography, business, money, and so much more. We totally keep it real. We share stories about the incredible ups and the very difficult downs when running a photography business. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and the point of this podcast is for you to learn actionable steps that you can take to grow your own business and also to feel inspired and empowered by the stories you hear. Hey everyone, today's episode is from the 12-week startup that's currently happening over at SueBriceEducation.com. Every Tuesday, I go live with a special guest to coach you through the weekly topics and challenges, and we record it for you as a bonus episode to listen to. If you want to be part of the live coaching and question and answer session that we do every week, head over to SueBriceEducation.com slash live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific time. You can join in on the support that we have there to help photographers take their business to the next level. Also, if you aren't part of the 12-week startup yet and want access to all of the weekly life-changing content that Sue has created for you, head over to SueBriceEducation.com and sign up there. Okay, let's start the show. Just a quick heads up that you'll be hearing me refer to images and that we're looking at images. So obviously you won't be able to see those photos. However, if you want to see all of the images that we refer to, Make sure to log in to SueBriceEducation.com where you can watch the whole thing because we actually recorded this live and did it on video through Zoom with our guest speakers. If you're not a member of Subrice Education, head over to SueBriceEducation.com where you can sign up to become a member. Okay, let's get started. Hey, everyone. Let's get started with week 10. Week 10 is networking and confidence. And this is one of my favorite weeks. And the reason it's one of my favorites is because networking truly is something that has elevated my business and helped me to achieve a booked calendar, consistent clients. And and truly, when people ask me, like, what's the one thing that you've done for marketing. And it's not like there's one thing, but if I could say the most powerful thing for my business, in addition to social media, has been in-person networking groups. And we'll talk a little bit more about like networking groups and what they consist of a little bit later with my guests who are Felicia Reed and Ashley Taylor. They have both been guests previously on the Portrait System podcast where you can hear all of their, you know, their stories and how they grew their business. And, and I'll introduce them in just a little bit. But before we kind of just get into all of the question and answers and just really talking through networking marketing and the confidence aspect of it, it seems like, you know, with our current 
Subrice Education members, there are a couple different situations that people are in. Some people are in the portfolio building stage where they just don't really have a strong portfolio to be able to show to sell. And then some people have a really strong portfolio and feel good about their portfolio, but they don't have enough clients coming in the door. So I'm curious how many people out there feel like they have a strong portfolio, but not enough clients and how many people don't have that portfolio yet. So if you are watching live right now on Sue Bryce Education, drop in the chat and let us know, you know, where you're at right now in your business. Because I'm curious how many people are, you know, that are watching are, you know, in either situation or if you're in a different situation, let us know as well. And the thing is, though, with networking, regardless of if you are looking for people to photograph just to build your portfolio, or if you're looking for paid clients, the steps to networking really truly are the same. What you're communicating that you need is different. Because obviously, if you don't have any photos to show, it's a little bit more difficult to be booking people. So, And I want to speak to that. So for those of you out there who still are building your portfolio, Getting people into your studio or if you shoot outside or wherever that is, is so important. And I know some people have just like a, a bigger personal network than others. Like maybe you have tons of friends in your area or family members or neighbors or coworkers that you can like, no problem. They'll come in and sit for you and, and, you know, be your guinea pigs or be your models or whatever. And some people just don't have that network. And so sometimes what that means is networking is to network to find models so that you can build your portfolio. And that's okay. It's just anything that you can do to get that portfolio built is going to be so, so, so crucial when it comes to actually booking paid clients. And then for people who already have their portfolio built, we're going to talk all about what to say, what to do, how to just network so that you can truly have the amount of clients that you want booked each month. And Sue does cover this in the week 10 videos. She covers it in the week 10 videos. There's also the video on the website called the sales contact number two networking that Sue covers like step-by-step exactly what to do when you are in like a networking situation. And when I say networking, networking is really when you are kind of putting yourself out there to different groups, whether it is an organized group of people who meet consistently, or maybe it's another business. There's business to business networking, maybe a business that complements what you do. So for example, a hair salon or a fitness studio, or it could be like a personal clothing stylist. I mean, there's so many different businesses that you can network with. And there is a video, there's always a video for business to business marketing and networking on the website as well. And we're going to talk through Myself, Taylor, eh, Taylor, myself, Ashley Taylor, and Felicia Reed are going to talk about how we have used networking in different ways to grow our businesses. So let's see. Actually, I wanted to look into the chat room. So it sounds like people, let's see, Nikki says, I don't have enough clients, but I have enough for a portfolio. The problem is the confidence in putting herself out there more. Okay, yes, that can be, or put himself out there. Sorry, Nikki, I'm not sure. Didn't mean to assume based on your name. Okay, so there, Patrick says, I have a good portfolio, but I'm lacking in client inquiries. Okay, this is this is good. Ray said, I'm hosting reduced rate family portrait sessions to attract the clients I want. Okay, we can talk a little bit about that. Let's see, Michael said, I have a portfolio and working on getting clients just started with my business as full time. Oh, and I'm working with Ashley as a mentor. Fantastic, Michael. Ashley's amazing. Donna said, I have a strong portfolio, just not the right clients, if that makes sense. Okay, this is good. Dennis said, I like my portfolio, but don't love it yet. But my issue is connecting with potential new clients. Okay, so it sounds like everyone here 
is going to benefit from what we're talking about. Let's see, not enough clients. My beauty folio is not done. People want more clients. Okay. Now, one thing I know that people have said in the past is that networking can be really intimidating. And I mean, it's not like always the most fun situation, just walking into a group of people and, you know, like, what do you do? What do you say? And all of that. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. And, and it's something that if you can just do a few steps and have a mind shift, it can become something that's very easy. And it's not just for for extroverts. It's not just for people who are super comfortable and super outgoing. And in the marketing intensive, this is a huge segment that Sue talks about that sometimes people are extroverts and sometimes they're introverts. And like walking into a group of people is incredibly painful. If you're someone out there who's like that, there are ways to do this. There are really strong networkers who are also introverts. And one of the good things like about being an introvert is you can walk into, and okay, let me back up. When I say networking meetings, most cities and even some small towns have some sort of meetup group for entrepreneurs. Some just focus on women, some focus on all different types of services, men and women. And the whole point that everyone gets together and you help refer each other, you can get clients from that within that group. I mean, there's just lots of different meetings out there. If you're looking for a networking meeting, literally Google like meetup plus the closest city to you or networking group plus the closest city, women's networking group. And to the men out there, women's networking groups aren't necessarily just for women. I remember there were a few groups that I was in who had men in them and there were only usually like one, two, maybe three men. And they're very memorable because they're the only men in there. So being a man does not have to be a disadvantage. It can be an advantage for you, you know, if it's a women's networking group. And we can talk a little bit more about finding the right group for you. But when it, what it comes down to all of this is regardless of what group you're part of, if you're approaching a business, is having the confidence about what you're talking through. This is just like so important. So if you're someone out there thinking like, yeah, I've got this strong portfolio, but I can't get anyone in. Maybe it is how you're approaching people about your business. Maybe it's about what you're saying. And the, the beauty of networking is you can walk into a room and you don't have to stress out about what you're going to say. Instead, make it all about them. So if you're that introvert out there, you could be like, hi, I'm Nikki. What do you do? And then literally that person will just talk to you for five minutes about what they do because people love to talk about themselves generally and to just like pitch what they have. So one of the best best ways that you can network is to build relationships with people. And that's asking them questions. It's giving genuine compliments to people. It's going to lots of groups consistently. It's not like I just went to one group and then all of a sudden I have a million bookings. Like I worked hard at this. I went to multiple networking groups for two years straight. And, and within six months of that, of going to these groups consistently, I was, it was starting to snowball. The referrals were coming in. And I know this, this, I'm kind of like talking through it quickly and, you know, it seems like there's a lot to it, but honestly, if you can show up and have a really solid pitch and that, you know, we talked about that in one of the previous weeks in marketing, like having a solid pitch, but also making it all about giving service. What can you do for these people? And especially if you're going to a, a networking entrepreneurial type group, most people need personal branding. Most people need headshots and likely most people have families. So if you're a family photographer, 
not only can you go into a group just talking about personal branding, but you can also talk about families, weddings, does someone have a baby? Once everyone knows you as the photographer in the group, or sometimes there's multiple photographers and that's okay, you become the one that people talk about when they need photos for anything. So it's been this really, really amazing avenue for me and my business. And I'll be honest, for my business in Seattle, I know I've said this recently and I'll say it again. I'm going to be really honest that I haven't been to a networking group in, I think it's been more than two years now because the referrals from the work that I did that first two to three years, the work that I put into going to these groups and getting my name out there and doing free trades, you know, trade shoots for some of the really influential people in these groups and the evangelists in these groups, I haven't had to go because the referrals keep on coming. And yes, it was hard work at the beginning. And yes, I had to be diligent. And yes, there were times when I did not want to go like, ugh, just like pulling up in the parking lot, like, God, I just do not want to do this today. But I did it. And I always made some sort of connection. Maybe I didn't book a shoot on the spot, but I made a connection with someone who introduced me to someone who ultimately resulted in a shoot. And then it just started to snowball. Oh my gosh, I could talk about this forever, but I'm going to shut up for now because I want to check if there are questions. And I want to introduce to you our guests because they've got so much to offer to you guys. They are like both absolutely amazing people. So I'll start with Felicia, actually, because she was just on the Portrait System podcast yesterday. Her episode was just released. And something that Felicia has done that has been really, really remarkable is she has used networking and social media to grow her business during the pandemic. Like, who did that? Like, who does that? <laughs> you know, like, everyone's been freaking out and losing work and not knowing what to do when Felicia's just like, you know what, screw this. I'm going to I'm gonna thrive during this time. And she did. And she's going to talk to us about that. And then Ashley... Ashley is also just an amazing networker. She was a full-time wedding photographer who has turned into a full-time portrait photographer. And she did that using her networking skills. Well, it was more than just that, but a lot of it had to do with just networking. So let's bring them on and let's just chat about, you know, networking. And and actually, I think there were a couple questions. So I'll answer a couple questions while we get the girls on. And let's see. Okay, so question, best way to do this during COVID times. So this is something, you know, we can talk about this out the gate and and maybe Felicia, Felicia, you're someone who maybe can start us off with this. But before, I want to say that networking meetings do not have to be in person. Like the the group that I'm part of in Michigan that, okay, when I said I hadn't been to a networking meeting for two years, that was Seattle. So Michigan, where I rebuilt my business, I still, I have one group that I just like, dip my toe in, you know, here and there just to keep my name relevant and everything. But what they have done is they've shifted to online and it has been so cool. And lots of people have been benefiting to online. And there've been lots of attendees because people don't have to go anywhere. They can wear sweatpants on the bottom and no one knows. Like, so, okay. So Felicia, let's chat with you. How have you been successful with networking during COVID? Let's just start right there. Well, thanks for having me on this live and it is my jam and I am, I don't even know where to start. So the one question was kind of like, how do we network during COVID? And I want you to take a deep breath and relax. <laughs> because it is so easy. The key is to tap into your clients that you already have or had. So right now, if you're not busy, like it's the best time. And so what I was doing during the quarantine was I was tapping into my network, my previous clients that I've already photographed, 
and I wanted to build their business. So I would bring them on Facebook Live just like this, and I'd introduce them to my audience. So you know in networking, we usually go to big networking groups, and then we have a one-to-one coffee date, right? And we get to know about each other's business. Well, that was kind of boring to me. So I was like, why do you, I need to ask you what your ideal client is. How about you come live? I have this big audience and let's talk about your business. That was networking for me, but it was live. And I was serving my clients that spent money with me that were lawyers, that were doctors, that were anchors, that was relevant and solution focused things. And I was bringing them on Instagram live and Facebook live three times a week. I was on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 11 a.m., consistently. And I would just bring them on and kind of talk about that business. And that made me look good. And I was serving them. I didn't, Mm. of course I couldn't shoot. We were shut down. Right. Um, but I was serving them and they appreciate it tenfold. And, and after we get off live, I'd go, so how was it? I think you'd be a great connection for blah, blah, blah. And they're like, well, how can I serve you Felicia? And I was like, I'll bank that right now. Don't worry. (laughs) And I'll let you know how that's going to go. So that was one way. And to your thing, consistency, like right now, a lot of us, we're just not networking in person. We're just not. And showing up consistently online at those meetup groups every single week is, is, you know, because the one that shows up all the time, you're going to be memorable. You know what I mean? And that's what I did throughout. I didn't disappear at all. I was, I was relentless. I was showing up on social media constantly on my Instagram, on my Facebook page, serving, Mm -hmm. just talking. And some photographers, a lot, you know, we deal with things differently emotionally. I'm just the opposite. Like when I'm under pressure, I give more. And that's kind of what I was doing. And that really helped. It's like tapping in to your current clients, interviewing them, bringing them on and doing, Sue Bryce has taught y'all many ways how to video the, uh, uh, what do you call it? Not the reveal, but whenever they pull out their folio box or something when you deliver that, but just bringing them on live and talking to them about, Hey, how was your photo shoot experience? You know what I mean? Right, and right. Who are you? And why did you choose to do this? Just eight minutes on Instagram live. Those are really incredible things that really, it really touched people's heart. And the women loved it. They call me their confidence coach. And they're like, I can't believe you're like doing this for us during the quarantine. I can't believe you're inviting me onto your Facebook to talk about my business. So serve. Just That's serve. Awesome. Networking is relationship building and serving and helping them. And it has come back around 100, 1,000, 1 million. <laughs> oh, that's so great, Felicia. Okay, so some people are asking, like Danielle was asking in the chat, what about for people who don't have already this huge bank of clients? Ashley, what do you think? Like if someone is just starting you know, to get their feet wet and maybe they don't have a, a networking group that they've already been consistently going to. What do you, do you have any advice for people around that? Yeah. I always think of looking at your personal network and trying to see who's like a center of influence, meaning like mm-hmm. who is the social butterfly? Who is the person? Cause everyone knows that person who's a social butterfly, who knows all the people that you want to know. And in the pandemic, since you can't take someone to coffee, you can always buy them a gift card to a coffee shop so that they can get coffee and then you can have (laughs) Zoom with them. So, you know, it's like you can't treat them in person, but you can still treat them, give them something nice and have a coffee date with them and chat with them. And again, it's just all about relationship building. So not going at it from like, what can you do for me? But just like, hey, I wanted to talk to you because you're just someone I really admire. And I just want to hear how I can help you. 
And a lot of times, just like what Felicia was saying, like, when you help someone genuinely from your heart, they want to help you back. And so even if you don't have a huge networking group, you can just start with one person in your network who has connections and try to help them and then see from there how the spider arms come out. And sometimes that's way less intimidating as well to just start with one person at a time. Yeah, absolutely. And and just re- real quick in the chat, Rachel had said, this is brilliant, Felicia. And then Adaze, I hope I said that name right. Adaze said, Ashley, can I please be your best friend? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, you know, it doesn't have to be this like, you know, you're already part of this huge networking business or whatever, just like Ashley said. And and if you're not part of any sort of networking group yet, someone asked actually, you mentioned entrepreneur meetings or networking meetings, where are they and how can I approach these groups? So like I said, you it's really just about Googling in your area, some sort of, whether it's a meeting, you can Google a meetup or a networking group, post on Facebook. Hey, does anyone know of a group for entrepreneurs? Does anyone know a group for moms? Does anyone know a group for whatever you're looking for? Post it on Facebook and someone is going to tag someone who knows someone who has a group for you. And when you say, how can I approach them? If there is already an existing networking group, I promise you, they want you to approach them. They want more members. The more members, the better, right? So it's not like you're going to be like, hey, I was interested in your joining your networking group, they're going to be like, no, how dare you ask me that? I mean, they're going to be like, hell yes. Here's the information. Most groups have one or two where you can visit one or two times for free so that you can decide if it is appropriate for you or not. And when I say visit, if this is a time when you cannot visit in person, most groups have shifted to online. I mean, the whole world is Zooming right now. So that cannot be an excuse. There are no excuses if you cannot do it in person. So you can, and you can Google specifically, like Rachel said, I specifically Googled women networking groups. And that's what I did when I initially got started. So there, there's always a way to do this. If you don't have a group in your area and you're not willing to drive to the next biggest town, think about starting your own. You know, I guarantee you there are other entrepreneurs in the area who are also like, I wish we had a group. So Again, it just, a lot of it does depend on where you're at. Like, like, like what Felicia was talking about. If you've already got a consistent group, find a way to serve them. That is like so crucial. And that's how we should be running our business in general. How can we serve other people? Okay, someone asked, when going to the business meetings, do we need to broaden our skills rather than just shooting portraits? For example, commercial branding. You know, the way that I look at this is if you are at the point where you like, need to take any shoot because you need to feed your children, then sure, broaden broaden that. But if you're someone who feels very confident in what you do and you're niched down, like my niche that I have, like I've done weddings, I've done, no, I never did babies, families, like, well, I had to, but families, you know, the whole nine, I niche down to personal branding for women and men because I love doing that and also high school seniors. So I'm very well known in both of my areas where my studio is for that. And it totally it depends on your situation and what you truly want to do. But I will say, if you're building your portfolio, build your portfolio with shoots that resemble the type of shoots that you want to book. If you want to book personal branding, get people to, you know, in your studio or outside or wherever that resemble what you want to do and post those shoots. So it really is 
it can just depend on different situations. So I wonder, girls, and maybe Felicia, you could start, what are some tips and like strategies that once people do find a group of how to make the most of it? Hmm. (laughs) Well, one thing is to start your own group if you can, you know, like I did start my own networking group in January, right before Corona or COVID hit and just invite all your friends and posting on Facebook. But if you're joining a group, always have the one-to-one coffee date. So if you're networking and we're on Zoom like this, and I see a new person that's coming to our networking group where I didn't see last week, I'll make sure to get their information. And then I send them an email or a text message if I have their number. And I'm like, oh my God, I saw you in the networking group on Zoom. And I love your business. I would love to learn more about you and what your target you know, client is. So how, how I can help you. And anytime you say that to someone, oh, they're going to want to talk to you. And then you just create your Zoom or FaceTime or or whatever, and y'all meet one-to-one. So starting off right now, while you're not busy, go to these networking meetings, take a note, get your notepad and start writing down what people do. And if they're interesting, you generally want to be talking to somebody that's interesting, you know, don't force it. So start with just one person. And then, and then just for a week, have five coffee dates. If you're not working and you're not booked, have five coffee meetings or Zoom one-to-one meetings and learn more about their business and how you can help them. I think that's how I started in the beginning. You just have to like 10 exit and infiltrate and and getting your name out there and not really talking about me. I'm learning about them. And then as I'm talking to them on their coffee day, if they're an IT person, I'm like, okay, so what's your what's your ideal client look like? You know? And then they'll tell me and I'm like, oh my God, I think you need to meet this person and this person and this person. I'll do an email introduction. And they may not be in your network. It may just be your neighbor. You heard your neighbor talking about how her computer sucks and her kids are at home and blah, blah, blah. And the internet's not working. So, you know, you're giving them a referral or you're giving them advice and that's helping you. So I think in the networking groups, you can maximize it by finding one person to meet one-to-one and just having a conversation. Hey, so how's business going? How's Corona affected you? You know, what can I help you with? Who can I connect you with? You know, and that's what it's about is that relationship building. Yeah. And the more people you can get in front of and the more people you can chat with, the more connections you're going to make truly. And again, so someone asked, can you help people? Can you help them by serve them without giving them a free session? The answer is absolutely yes. When you look at solving someone's problem, maybe someone needs new headshots. Maybe someone needs family photos for their Christmas card, Christmas cards. Look at that as solving a problem for them. They are in need and you have a service to give. I mean, truly that's what it comes down to. When I talked about giving away doing free shoots earlier, that was very strategic. So when I walked into networking groups, what I did is I looked for people. And this is, this is again, when I still was like building my clientele, I didn't have a lot of referrals coming in. I looked for the people who were very active on social media, who screamed names from the rooftops when they had a service that they loved. I looked for the sort of like, you know, queen bees of the group. And I, I approached them and said, Hey, I really love what you do. Would, would you be interested in doing a trade? Or I just think you're really beautiful. I'd love to have you in my portfolio you know, would you mind if I photographed you? And they're like, oh my God, yes, hell yes, you know? And then, yes, I might not have made any money on that specific sale, but what I did make was one, two, 10, 20, 100 referrals from posting that person's photos and then them telling everyone about me. So it's being very strategic about who you do any sort of trade or free shoot with. So that is really key. We're not telling you to just like go ahead and give everything free away. Now, if you're building your portfolio, 
I did all my portfolio shoots for free. I was at the point where I wasn't trying to sell. I was trying to have enough beautiful shoots that I could build my marketing materials, design my website with the shoots that I wanted to book. And to me, it was worth it. They paid for hair and makeup. I gave them my favorite digitals. I had no money coming out of it other than my time. And that's how I did it. That's how I built my own portfolio. So what about you, Ashley? Is there any, like, so let's say, you know, someone is attending their first networking group. What advice would you have for them as they're walking in the door or as they're they're entering that Zoom for the first time? I would always tell myself that I'm not the only person that's nervous to be here. So sometimes it feels like you put all this pressure on yourself, like, I need to meet every single person in this room. And, you know, everyone's going to be judging me. And then I'd like make myself socially awkward, because like, I was putting so much pressure on myself. So I had to kind of like pep talk myself about, you know, I don't need to meet everyone here. I just need to have the intention to have one really solid connection. And I just, you know, need to be present. I just need to bring my best, like, most energetic self into this and be genuine, you know? Mm -hmm. And so once that pressure is off and you don't need to like get everything, well, I know now that we're doing this on Zoom, you don't really get business cards, but you don't need to like work the room or work the breakout room or whatever it is now. (laughs) Um, But, you know, once you take that pressure off yourself and you just say like, if I just meet one person And I don't know where that person is going to lead me down the path to, but I just want to have a genuine conversation with them that just takes so much pressure off. And then you're able to just have a human connection. And really, like, the longer I've been in business, the more I realize that it all comes down to one thing, which is just real, genuine human relationship connections. And we make it so much bigger than it is. But when you care about people and you have their best interest in your heart and you connect with them from your heart, it just goes so well. But when you come at it with like, I need to get this out of this and this out of this and this out of that's where it all falls apart. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, totally, totally. I remember when I would walk in and I'd be nervous or whatever, I would just be like, all right, I'm going to find something that I love about each person that I talk to. So it might be like their purse. It might be their hair. It might be that they just have a really beautiful smile, just something. And so when I'd walk up to them, I'd be like, hi, you know, I'm Nikki. And I promise you at these groups or, you know, on Zoom or whatever, like Ashley said, everyone's in the same boat. No one's going to be mad at you if you walk up to them. They're like, oh, thank God I have someone to talk to. Like everyone is in the same position as you. And some people are, you know, have been doing it for a long time. So it comes more naturally to them or whatever. But I would just think of one thing that I really like about that person and just, you know, go from there and just ask them what they do. And then that is just such an icebreaker. Okay. So someone asked, would love to hear campaign ideas other than the 40 over 40, 50 over 50 for networking ideas. Okay. So as far as marketing campaigns, there is a video and on the website called Face, and Sue talks about all different types of campaigns. It could be anything from Mother's Day to Valentine's Day to, you know, celebrating, you know, losing weight. It could be celebrating, gosh, anything. What, what are some other campaign ideas that you girls have either thought about or anything you've seen other people do successfully? I mean, there's just so many different avenues. It's just it, it has to be something that you're passionate about. Actually, before, sorry, I didn't mean to ask you that and then talk over you, but my friend Elena, she did 
a campaign for women who struggled with infertility. And so women came in who either they couldn't have children or had IVF or, you know, whatever. And so that was something that was really important to her. That's why she chose that campaign. I mean, truly, there's a million ways you can do it. Have, have you girls ever done a campaign personally? I've done the maternity one where I, it's not a campaign, but I'm more known in my area for women over the age of 35. Okay. And the 40, you know, pregnancies. And so that's why I attract more of those women. So whatever you talk about more, it's kind of what you'll attract. And so then I'll be known right. for that. So I get a lot of maternity 35 and up. Yeah. Have you ever done a campaign, Ashley? Yeah, I've done the 50 over 50. I'm still in the middle of it because I started it right before the pandemic. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. But it was like, I've, I've loved doing that. It's gotten me so much attention in my community. So I absolutely love that one. In the past, I've done around Mother's Day, I try to always do some sort of marketing campaign around motherhood and, you know, mother daughter, family, celebrating mom. And then one that, you know, once things settle down a bit that I'd really like to run with is something around like every body is beautiful. So like everybody mm, is beautiful, mm -hmm. but every body, because I really, I really resonate with ads and marketing that, you know, show that variety of bodies and ages of women. And it's just to me, that's like so beautiful. And where it's a little less retouched and a little more like just truly celebrating someone's like inner goddess. So that's something I would like to do when I finish the 50 over 50 and when um, California seems to open up a little bit more. So yeah. Yeah, very cool. And you know, a lot of it is whatever campaign you decide on or whatever genre you're shooting, you've got to have a really strong pitch around it. Like when I walk into a networking meeting, oftentimes, or again, it's when I used to walk in, it would be on Zoom now if I was doing them. It, you know, you've got to have a 30 or 60 second pitch that is going to talk to them, these potential clients, about what you can do for them. So my pitch, I walk in and I'm like, hi, I'm Nikki Klosser. I'm a photographer and I specialize in photographing women who hate having their photo taken. And, and everyone just kind of like laughs and they're like, me, 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 you know, like that's me. <laughs> I said, we do your hair and makeup. We help you pick out your clothes so you don't have to worry about a thing. It's not your job to be photogenic. It's my job to just make you feel so comfortable and to direct you through your whole photo shoot so you can finally have photos that you feel proud of for your marketing. And everyone's like, I want some, sign me up. But you also have to have that strong portfolio to back it up. So I'm bringing with me my before and after photos or I'm holding them up on Zoom. You know, I, I showed in, in week eight, my portfolio cards with the before and after photos and some of my very strong photos. And someone, someone had actually asked, okay, so if you're doing all of this on Zoom right now, how do you get that contact info? How do you, you know, when you're in person, you can kind of like break off you know, to one at one at a time. But typically what happens and correct me if I'm wrong about this girls, if, if, you know, your groups are doing it another way is that everyone is connected via email before and after the group meeting before and after the meeting, everyone's connected via email. So make sure you've got your pen and, you know, paper and writing down who you've connected with, who expressed interest in what you're doing and then follow up with them. If you don't follow up with them, you've lost yourself a client because sometimes people are just too busy to follow up with you and they're going to forget and they're going to put it on the back burner because let's face it, people don't usually love having their photo taken. So you've got to follow up. That is key, 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 key. So what's your advice for people trying to get that personal connection over Zoom when you're not in person? 
I would say it kind of depends on the format of the group that you're in. With my networking group, we do breakout rooms and they actually assign us our, we don't do one ones, we do like two to one. So it's essentially a, a triad, a group of three. So they put us in a breakout room based on what our group of three is going to be mm, in the mm-hmm. last like five or 10 minutes of the meeting. And then we all have each other's information anyways, because we're all in the group, but you know, we talk, we're supposed to use that time to schedule our time to meet. And then we have our meeting. So, you know, I think every if it's an organized group, it's going to all run it differently. But the whole point of like organized networking groups, especially ones that you pay to be at, is that it's organized for you and that they want you to make connections in the group. So you buy a membership and come back. So they're not going to like leave you hanging without getting someone's business info. And then if it's something that you've organized yourself, I guess as an organizer, you'd have to take on that role of figuring out how to distribute everyone's information, but there would be some sort of registration process where you'd get everything. So it just, it depends on if you're doing it yourself or if you're in a structured group, they're going to set that up for you. Right, right. And someone actually just mentioned in the chat that I hadn't been thinking of is, (laughs) which is, this is very smart, which I should have thought of, is that there are chat like private chats within zoom that you Mm -hmm. can you know write to someone or whatever in the private chat as well I mean you don't want to be annoying with someone but yeah you can always exchange contact like over a zoom chat and you can just send the zoom chat to just the one person that you want to like exchange info with yeah okay gotcha gotcha okay so then I don't know Felicia maybe you want to tackle this one can you briefly go over the format of a zoom networking meeting because this person said they'd really like to start one so I don't, oh, I don't know what do you yeah. think yeah. okay if you I belong to one I belong to BNI but I also have my own networking group and we just set it up where we meet once a month the third Tuesday of the month and all I do is a private Facebook group so it's a private Facebook group all women in an affluent area of my community and we send a link and I'm just kind of advertising hey girls we're going to meet up this day and everybody gets on. We hop on, we start on time at 10 a.m., we end on time. And we just kind of, it's formatted. You see how we have the little boxes on Zoom. So it'll be like, so first we're gonna go through and we're gonna introduce ourselves, who we are, what do we do, and what are we looking for? You know, really quick, and we do that. That's how you would format it. And then, I mean, if it's just three of us, we might have longer time. I don't know, when you're first starting your group, it may not be a lot of people, and it's okay. Utilize the three or four people who come. Sometimes it's 20 of us, you know, sometimes it's 50 of us. And so we just go through and at the very end, we'll kind of talk about solution things like right now, what do we do? I'm always talking about collaborations in my networking group. Who here can I collaborate? Let's go through again, one at a time. I'm Felicia Reed with Felicia Reed Photography. I'm looking to connect with some doulas locally in the community. If y'all know a doula, I would love that connection. Or I would love a plastic surgeon's connection this week. Or I love a nonprofit. You know, you ask. And then we will start a little chat and we'll put everybody's email in there so that we can all connect. But also in the private group, I'll start a thread and it'll be like, drop your Instagram or drop who your, your referral partners are and let's connect each other. And then I'll watch as a realtor goes, I want to connect with the, I don't know, a title company. And I'll be like, oh my God, Alicia, you need to meet, you know, Ashley, Nikki, you need to meet this person. And then you just see the connection going on. And I'm like, all y'all need to have coffee dates. My work is done. (laughs) So, I mean, that's literally how I run my meetings. 
That's so awesome. And so I, I think it's really easy. Just start with a few. And before you know it, then those three, tell them to invite three more of their business friends and then three more. And every month it'll grow. Start with whatever you have just consistently and do it consistently and be present. Yep. And I love that what you just said, start with whatever you have and do it consistently. And this actually kind of goes into this question that someone asked about if you don't have a big social media following, where do you start advertising. And I'll tell you what, we've all started with no social media following. Everyone starts there. And it's all about being consistent and posting what you want to book. So I'm talking hashtags, follow people in your community. Mm -hmm. You know, okay, let's say you want to specialize in like photographing, let's say attorneys. So Emma, who is one of our, I think she's episode 20 or 21, Emma Burkasal, she specializes in photographing like attorneys, lawyers, judges. So of course she's going to go find the people in her, in my area. Actually, we live, we're right, our studios are right by each other. She's going to find the influential attorneys and judges in her area and follow them. You know, she's going to like figure out what it is that you want to do, create hashtags around, you know, if you are in Plymouth, Michigan hashtag Plymouth, Michigan photographer or Michigan headshot photographer or headshot, you know, hashtag, whatever it is that you want to book, just start posting, just keep doing it, be consistent, consistent, follow people who you eventually want to become your clients and just go for it. Make sure you're posting things that are relevant. Don't post photos of your cat all the time. If you want to do, you know, family photos, make sure that like, I say this all the time. We have just a few seconds to capture, capture someone's attention on social media and through our website. So if they click on our Instagram and the first thing they see is a picture of a fuzzy bunny and some flowers, they're going to be like, what is this? And they're going to move on. Whereas the first thing they see is like powerful attorneys and friendly looking judges and whatever. They're like, yes, this is my photographer. So it all depends on starting where you're at, whether it's with social media or like Felicia just said, with with your networking group, like this is not something that is going to happen overnight. It's not like you're going to go to one or two meetings and all of a sudden have a booked calendar. Like this is something that you have to just build and be consistent with. And I know that's not the answer that a lot of people want to hear. And you want it to just be this like simple process. But I will say that if you are consistent with it, it can happen quicker than you think. Like it doesn't have to be this, you know... Okay. I know I'm contradicting myself where I say it takes a lot of hard work and a lot of consistency, but it doesn't have to be as hard as you think. Like both of those things are true. But I will say if you don't start, you're never going to get to where you want to be. You're just never going to get there. I mean, what do you girls think? Do you have anything to add to that? I think of it like a piggy bank, you know, like you're just looking for those pennies and you're dropping them in and like it feels slow at first, but then one day your piggy bank is full and you pop it off and like all the money comes out, you know, (laughs) like it's just one little thing at a time. Every day you're just putting in that contact, putting in that contact. And then, you know, three years later or whatever, you wake up and you realize like, I know everyone in my town and I know all the business owners and the movers and shakers and I have referrals coming in. And you just look back at that journey and you're so mesmerized by how far you've come, but it's just little baby steps at a time. Yes. It's totally farming, farming, you're farming, you're planting seeds, you're Mm -hmm. planting seeds, getting ready for the harvest. You're creating visibility that creates credibility that creates profitability, right? Nobody knows who you are. Why would they want to invest in you? Who are you? And what do you do? And how do you 
become more credible, you show up more. People know yep. who you are. They're like, oh, I see Felicia. Oh, Felicia, I see you. Why am I seeing you everywhere? <laughs> you know? And yep. then they become your biggest fan. Yep, it's so true. So Ray had asked, he said, this stems from, stems from a number of the podcast episodes, but how and what do I say when I'm entering these networking sessions without sounding desperate for clients? How do I serve without saying that basically? Okay, so let me give you another example. Let's say, Ray, that you are a family photographer and you stand up or on Zoom, raise your whatever, when it's your turn, and you're like, there is nothing that brings me more joy than photographing families and capturing those little moments between siblings, between mom and brother. And like, I'm saying it right now and I'm like choking myself up, you know, like someone is not going to look at you and say, oh, he's desperate for clients. Like talk to them. Like, I want to give you the photos that you look back on when you are old and gray and showing your grandchildren, you know, what mom and dad looked like when they were seven and eight years old or, you know, whatever. I don't know. I'm just like pulling it out of my ass right now. <laughs> you can come up with something that just gets people in the heart, you know, whether it's families or, you know, for professional photos, like you could say like, you know, people are looking on your website. They're looking at you. They're looking at your photos. And what are you showing them? What are you showing them? Is it an unprofessional photo when you have a professional business? Well, they're not going to think you're very professional if you don't have a professional photo. So how are you representing yourself? Don't be like, I just really need clients. Just find a way to get these people, you know, to get people to really want what you have to offer. And, and it just really depends on your personality and how you say these things. And it's going to take just some soul searching on your end of how you want to be someone that tugs at the heartstrings or makes them like, this is a photographer I have to have. And if you're looking for ideas, Ray, post in the Subrise Education Members Facebook group and people can help jump on and help you create that pitch if you want. It just has to feel genuine. Whatever you land on, it has to be genuine and coming from your own heart. So, I mean, Ashley and Felicia, do you have your own sort of pitch or do you just like change it up as you go, Ashley, or how does that work? Not that you have to share your pitch, but I'm just curious. Felicia, did you want to take it quick or? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. I mean, what I always tell people is that I love giving women confidence in being in front of the camera. That's what inspires me. I find that women tend to not want to step up and be seen a lot of the times and because they're just self-conscious and afraid, but I know how to make you look beautiful. I know how to make you look like a magazine supermodel. And I just want to give you that confidence in front of the camera. And a lot of people are like, you know, and then I have the photos to back it up. And so when they look at the photos and then, you know, there will always be a conversation like, but these people are models, right? And I'll be like, no. And then I'll show them the before and afters. And, you know, it's just like kind of evolves that way. But I think to your point, Nikki, like a lot of times I think business owners and photographers skip over like the getting clarity on why they're doing this in the first place. Mm -hmm. Even me, when I first started, it's like, well, I don't know, being a photographer just sounds pretty cool and making money that way <laughs> sounds pretty cool. Like, let's do that. But when you actually get real clarity on why this matters to you, why you're passionate about it, who you want to serve exactly and how you're going to help somebody, a real person, and who that ideal client is, then you know what to say because you know who you're speaking to and you know mm -hmm. what part of your soul you're speaking from. But if you just kind of gloss over that hard inner work part, it's so much harder to find the right words. Yeah, 
what you just said is so important. It goes back to the self-value and valuing what you do and valuing just everything. It gives you so much more confidence when you value what you do and when you feel really good at it and when you feel strong. And, and yes, there are some times when I had to fake my way through it when I was still like, you know, I had a portfolio built, but I was still like, okay, I'm still a little shaky at, you know, posing or whatever, but that's okay. (laughs) You know, like no one had to know that, you know, I could fake my way through it and just, but the second you really start to value it and you really have that confidence and everything that Sue teaches around self-value, I know you guys know this, you know, for those of you who've watched the self-value videos, I know so many of you said it's life-changing and it does totally come down to this like self-value and just value of your craft for sure. Okay, so someone asked in the chat when you first started out with photography, so for each of us, when we first started out with photography and added in networking into our plan, how long did it take till you started to see real paying clients from your efforts? So I started getting paying clients, let me back up. I ended up doing a couple trade shoots with some people who I knew were influential in the group. And that took me, like in order to figure out who I wanted to ask for trades and that sort of thing, it took like one or two meetings, maybe three. And then I did those shoots over the next two weeks and then it really started snowballing from there, you know, where I'd get one client and then maybe two clients. But because I wasn't, I was coming in, you know, my, my headshot packages started at $800 or back then they started, I think they started at 700 or 695 or something. God, I need to raise my prices again. Anyway. And then plus the session fee. So you're coming in at a thousand dollars to start. And I was competing with some photographers who were like $99 headshot days. And they're like, $1,000? Like, what do you mean? You know? And so I had some like nurturing to do. I had to show people why I was worth $1,000. You know, I had to show them. And, And sometimes what it took is people going to some photographers that they didn't have a really great experience with that did that $99 sit down with me and shoot you and that's it sort of situation where I had clients come back to me who initially said, uh, I can't spend that money, come back six months, one year, two years, three years later, because finally they were ready or they had saved the money or they had had an experience with someone else that it didn't work out or they saw all the rest of their friends were booking me. So I think when it got to the point that it snowballed where I didn't even need to go to meetings anymore, I would say it was about two years. But as far as getting, like when I quit my social work job, I want to say it was like a year into like solid Net would go into a couple different groups a month. And some groups like BNI, they have attendance requirements. So you have to go once a week. And there's only like, that was not for me. I'm not, I don't like to be told what to do. I don't like to tol- be told where to be. Like, no, I was in groups where it was, I got out of it what I put into it. You know, it was like, if I didn't go, that was hurting me. It's not like hurting the rest of the group sort of situation. So you know, and most of most of the groups that I attended met once or twice a month, whereas some of the groups do weekly. So it just depends on your personality. Like I know Christina Hauser did really well with BNI. She went to the, you know, once a week. I know Felicia that works well with you. Tammy Zarek that that worked well for her. So it just depends on like really your personality or whatever. So I guess it long story short, I would say it probably took me a solid six months to a year. Oh gosh, I don't even know. I'm trying to think back. But what I do know is that I was able to quit my job after, I want to say it was less than a year of of going to these networking groups consistently and consistently posting on social media and consistently providing great service. Like it's not just the networking. There's all of the other things in between that we talk about in weeks one through nine, you know, one through 10 of the 12 week startup. The whole puzzle has lots of different pieces. It's not just the networking, but it has been so powerful. 
And the next thing I knew, I was making three to four times more than what I was making as a social worker. Like, I mean, it's just absolutely incredible. So yeah, Felicia, how long did it take you, do you think, before you started really seeing some results? I joined regular networking with six months after I quit my job, 2017. Mm, not so fruitful. Joined BNI, very fruitful. Six months. I was, I made God like sixty thousand dollars in six months nice. of BNI. Six months. Nice. But I had been networking, and then really up until 2019, because in 2020, it's been my fruitful year because it's been it's my harvest from all the planting seeds. Yeah. So yeah, That's I great. would say to get to this point. I'm in my fourth year. So it took me three years of solid networking where I'm fully booked out now through six months and have $50,000, $40,000 months. So yes, girl. Oh, that's so amazing. I love it. Yeah, it takes time. Ashley, what about you? Yeah, I'm kind of like you, Nikki, where it's like, oh God, that was a long time ago when I started. And I'm not really sure like at what point it was just the networking groups because I did a lot of things. And I also got a lot of clients from Google, from my blog posting and from social media. But what I can say similar to you is that I completely stopped shooting weddings in 2016 in January. And by the end of that year, I was, you know, I had a completely successful year and I never went back to doing weddings after that. So that was four years ago. I do still go to networking meetings. I have a, a consistent group that meets once a month that I'm a part of and I really love the community around it and the connections that I make from it. And I consider networking a fundamental to my business. And I don't think that, you know, unless I really didn't need to, I don't see myself stopping because I I always want to plant seeds. You know, I don't want to, I think sometimes you get busy and some people just drop certain things and then they get on, they slow down and then they're like, what happened? And then you have to look back, well, what did I drop off the radar? And I've Mm -hmm. been there a couple of times. So I really embrace the idea that like, these are the fundamentals to my business. This is what makes the wheel turn. You don't, you know, stop watering the garden. You have to, it will dry up. You have to keep going and doing these fundamental things. So I really like being in a group that meets once a month that's organized and structured because, um, you know, it's not an over, I, w- I also was in BNI for a period of time and I actually had not great experience in my BNI. It was a really small group, but it was, you still had all that requirement of meeting like once a week and then, but it was like only seven people. So you <laughs> right, right. same seven people all the time. So like that didn't really work for my schedule, but once a month is like totally doable and it's a big group and it's just been a really great experience being a part of that group. So sometimes you have to date a little bit, try a few yeah, different yeah, totally. networking groups, totally. find, find the right, the right perfect match for you. <laughs> That's exactly right. And I did that. I absolutely did that. And it was hard for those that are portfolio building. Just know when I was portfolio building, there was no networking because I had a full-time job. And I know there's probably people in the 10-week, 12-week program. Mm -hmm. I had a full-time job and I only shot on Friday and Saturday. So there was no networking until I quit. My networking was just the people that I knew in my neighborhood or at work. So it it will be a difficult thing when you're working full-time and building your portfolio on the side. So whenever I quit full-time, then I was able to give to that once a week networking and that once a month. So that's clear so that people aren't stressed. Like I have a full-time job. I can't be in the streets. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Okay, so someone asked you, Felicia, if you were to move to a different city, where would you start again? What would you do? Meetup.com, Facebook. I would tell my friends on my current Facebook, hey, I'm in Michigan. Hook me up. Yep, totally. I would go to church. I'd find the local churches, whatever. I love baking. So I'd go to local baking, think, find um, groups that I'm that we have the same interest in because you want to build relationships. I know how to relationship build and find the things. A hula hoop. I love the hula hoop. I'd go find a hula hoop group. Oh my gosh, I love just you. Just so I get to know people. The thing is yep. just to get dancing, whatever. That's what I do. That's exactly right. I had to redo everything that I did in Seattle and redo it in Michigan. And I was kind of bitter about it. I was like, I already did this. Like, I don't want to do it again, you know? But the difference is that I already had a strong portfolio. So that was super helpful. I already had my marketing materials. I already had my website built. Like, I already had a great social media. So that was super helpful. But when it came to the marketing pieces, I had to find the networking groups. I had to get my name out there. I did lots of trade shoots. You know, you you, you just have to do again what you did before, but it happens quicker because you've been there, done that sort of situation. So if you're somewhere out there moving, we get that question quite a bit. Like I'm moving to a new city. It's like, you know, you've done it once. So just do it again. I mean, and then, yeah, it's annoying. You have to do it again, but that's kind of what you have to do. Michelle had a comment. She said, thank you, ladies. This is, this has really helped me understand and not be so afraid of networking. And I'm so glad, I'm so glad that that has been helpful. I mean, that's the whole point of doing this 12 week startup is we want you guys to grow your business. We want you to be the next story you know, in the, in the Sue Bryce Facebook group or on the portrait system who told us that you got to leave your cubicle job or that now you get to support your family and not stress out about where your, you know, your next paycheck's coming from and to do something that you love, like, ugh, it's just, it's just amazing. Okay. Anyway, so <laughs> Tracy Hagen. Hi, Tracy. She asked, what do you include for a trade shoot? So I know that I included they, the only thing they had to do was pay out of pocket for hair and makeup. And I gave them my favorite digitals. If they wanted to pay for prints or, you know, add on prints, then we did that. But my goal for a trade shoot was not to make money on it. My goal is to make referrals. And someone also asked, well, if you do a free shoot for someone, aren't their friends going to think that you should do a free shoot for them? No, I've never had someone come to me and say, well, you did a free shoot for her. Like that's just never happened. But I also try not to do free shoots as much. I try to focus on trade. I told the story before I did a trade with sort of like a life coach and I didn't really necessarily need her services, but I did it anyway because I wanted it to be like a legitimate trade. It's not just like a free, you know, type situation. But if a, someone does come to you and say like, oh, you did Jessica shoot for free, I don't even know if I want them to be my client, to be honest. But second, you could just say like, if you want something to say, if this does happen, is that, oh, I, you know, I only do one or two shoots a year. I've met my quota. Like this was, you know, an understanding that I had between so-and-so. And when you do the free shoot, something that Tabitha Coffee mentioned, she was one of our portrait masters conference speakers. If you didn't get to see her yet, make sure you watch her talk on the website for the portrait masters. If you own the conference, actually. 2017, 18, and 19 are on the website, but you have to own the 2020 conference. Anyway, one thing she said is when she would do this trade or offer to do a free shoot for someone, she would ask them to tell three friends about her. And she talks all about it in her episode here, you know, on the portrait system. So I really like that advice where it's like, tell three people. And that gives someone, you know, the people something to do it as opposed to like tell everyone or whatever. So anyways, I really like that advice. And then also there is the asking for the referral video. It's sales contact number five on the SBE website where everything you need to know about asking for the referral is on that video. So if you're wondering about that, I would definitely check out that video. 
All right. Do we have any other questions out there that people, you know, okay, so someone's asking, I knew this question was going to come. I should have, I should have addressed it because I know everyone always asks, would you give a lot of pictures or three to five is fine. I recently did a branding shoot. She's asking for a lot of pictures. So I give all my favorites. So if there's 20 that I love, that's what they get. If there's 10 that they love, that's what they get. So it just, you know, I'm not holding back. I'm not like, again, I'm not trying to make sales out of it. If you only want to give three to five, make sure you show them pricing ahead of time that says if you want to purchase more, so you're getting two photos, you're getting five photos, you're getting three photos, but here is my pricing if you want to purchase more. So they're not like sticker shocked, like, oh my gosh, what? You never told me this before. Everything needs to be laid out on the table no matter what prior to booking anyone, whether it's a free shoot or not. Put those expectations up front you know, I want to do this trade shoot for you and you get three photos or you get 20 photos or whatever it is that you are willing to give. It is always so important to be clear so that someone doesn't feel like they should have gotten more. Or, you know, I always say under promise, over deliver. I know that's cliche, but it is so, so, so crucial. All right. Let's see. What else do we have? Well, I think that's it, you guys. Let's see. Oh, one more question for you, Felicia. Can we know more about Felicia's strategy in Facebook groups and how to add members? Which Facebook group? Networking Facebook groups? Yeah, the one that you do in your community. Yeah, this is a great way. Clients call me. I get a lot of business women and we get to talk in and we're, they're calling me for a photo shoot and I love their business. And I was like, I would love for you to join my networking Facebook group. I run the domain Women in Business and we meet once a month and I'd love for you to invite your friends Or I see someone on Instagram, so networking on social media, and it's someone that I really want to connect with. If it's that plastic surgeon that I've been trying to get into, I'm like, oh my God, I would love for you to come and advertise in my women's group. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm serving. So then they will come to the Facebook group. And once, God, there's got to be over 300 in my group right now. And to me, that's pretty good, you know, for me to start it right before quarantine. And so... These women are just constantly inviting and I'm telling them to invite their friends. And this is a place where we're going to collaborate and they find so much value in it. I give them so much value. They want to bring people to the group. I love that. It's all about like servicing other people. That's so great. Okay. Someone asked, I'm kind of doing a free shoot. This is my second folio shoot with a real person. She's paying hair and makeup. She agreed on packages if she wants to buy. So, I mean, this sounds to me like a regular paid client. Um, They want to know if they're doing it right. There are so many different ways that you can do this. There's so many different ways you can build your portfolio. Some people come right out the gate and they're like, you know what? This isn't free at all. (laughs) Like you have to pay or sometimes people just give one, one photo away. Some people give all the photos away. There's no right or wrong way to do this. It is all about what is comfortable to you and where you are at in your business. If you need to build your portfolio, find a way to do it. It doesn't matter if you're getting paid or not. You need to have a portfolio if you're going to book consistent clients, if you're going to build your website. So there is no like right or wrong way. There are lots of different ways. You just have to decide which way works best for you, for sure. Okay, let's see. I'm struggling with one client dictating what and how I do things and it's getting annoying. Okay, this to me makes me feel like you're still not confident. My clients do not dictate anything because I am in control the entire time. When they come into my space, I am directing, I'm making them comfortable. I'm confident in what I'm doing. Now, I wasn't always like this. It takes practice for sure. But if I have someone who is questioning what I'm doing, I'm like, listen, you just have to trust me. I know this might feel awkward or I know, you know, whatever. You just have to trust me. Honestly, 
if someone is trying to like tell you what to do in your business, it's because you're showing them that you're not confident in what you do. And it's really, really important to, I mean, yeah, some clients are going to kind of like try to bulldoze us, put up those boundaries. This is my policy and this is how my business works. I love that word policy. Oh, that's policy. I don't give any mm-hmm. photos until the final invoice is paid. It's just policy, you know, whatever that might be for you. So I actually had to just let go of a client recently because of that. And, you know, she was a return client and she, I had given an inch before and she took a mile and she tried to book again. And, you know, I just I had to let her go because of my policy. So you are in control. It is your business. You get to decide how to run it. Now, that doesn't mean that you give, you know, crappy service, of course, but in the end, you've got to be confident in what you do. And that means practice, 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 have policies in place. You know, it's, yeah. All right. Paulina said, Nikki, this is all I needed to hear today. Thank you so much for hosting these lives. Oh, thanks, Paulina. I really enjoy doing it. It's really fun. Other than having to get hair and makeup ready, because for the most of the podcasts, we don't do video yet. Although they're pressuring us me to do, we're going to start doing video very soon, which means hair and makeup all the time or not. I guess I don't have to, but anyway. All right. I really, really appreciate both you, Ashley and Felicia for coming on with me today. I know you've both worked so hard on your business to get where you're at today. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your knowledge. As always, make sure you listen to their podcast episodes if you have not yet. And where can everyone find you online if they're looking for you, Ashley? Yeah, AshleyTaylorPortrait.com is my website. And then I'm on Instagram, also AshleyTaylorPortrait. And Ashley is spelled A-S-H-L-E-I-G-H. Yeah. Yeah. And what about you, Felicia? Where can people find you online? My website, FeliciaReed.com and Felicia Reed Photography on Instagram. That's my main platform. I'm on the Facebook page, but not as much. Instagram is where I live. Yeah, me too. Me too. Awesome. And you can find me at Nikki Klosser. <laughs> I never, I've never really said that. I've never asked myself where you could find me. We find you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Everyone have a wonderful week. We will see you back next week for week 11. Oh, we're getting so close. And we are going to do this again, guys. We're likely going to start this again at the beginning of the year. So don't be down on yourself if you have not done weeks one through 10 yet. Just one step at a time you know, find 15 minutes a day, 20 minutes a day, an hour a day, if you can, to cover some of this. Watch the videos that Sue does. Watch the chats. Just take one step forward each day. This is a marathon, not a sprint. If we can do it, trust me, you can too. We've been in your shoes. We've been there. And you can totally do it. I promise. Lots of hard work, but you can. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening today to the Portrait System Podcast. If you like what you heard, we would really love for you to leave us a five-star review either on iTunes or wherever you're listening. And I really, really want to encourage you to head over to SueBriceEducation.com. Over there, you can find all of the education you need to become a successful photographer. It's only $35 and there are over 1,000 on-demand educational videos on things like posing, lighting, styling, retouching, shooting, marketing, sales, business, and self-value. There's also the 12-week startup program that I love, and there are posing downloads, lighting downloads, I mean, truly everything to help make you not only a better photographer, but to make you more money. Once again, that's SueBriceEducation.com. It's time for me to tell you about this episode's sponsor, Fujifilm North America. If you haven't experienced portraits and wedding scenes created on the large format GFX system digital camera sensor, you are missing out. 
Along with up to 102 megapixel resolution, you'll find rich colors and gorgeous in-camera looks. There's also AI-driven subject detection and eight frames per second bursts inside the compact GFX100 digital camera. Hit the link in this episode's description to view the products. It's time to dream big in your creative process.